Can You Believe It? Episode 10. Double digits. We have been doing this for 10 weeks. I, I like can and can't believe it. Same. <laughs> <laughs> like, holy shit. Something that we've been thinking about, or I've been thinking about for like years, and then we just, I just said, hey, Punch, you want to do this? You're like, yeah, let's do it. Here we are, 10 <laughs> weeks later, back in the closet, just us two. Back in the closet, Punch and Aloe, episode 10. My God. Welcome back, everyone. And thank you for all of our diehard listeners that we have. There's a few of you, and we appreciate you. We just wanted to tell you that. Nothing but love. Punch is giving me a dirty look right now. I'm smiling. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of shocking to think about you know, inception to creation to where we are and just how much farther we have to go. And I'm really proud of what we've accomplished. And thanks to your badass editing skills, like (laughs) you've just saved, you've saved the day. Girl. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) I do my best. Literally save the day. I do my best. I feel like it's been a joint effort though. You know, I feel like we've had... We've had a lot of my friends on, but a lot of your friends listen. So, like, between the two of us. (laughs) And I have more people coming up, and I'm excited for that. And thank you to those who have been on the podcast and support us and are going to be. Yeah, we do have a lot of fun people scheduled that I'm really excited to talk to. And, like, some people that I'm less excited to talk to and I'm nervous about interviewing. I think it's interesting because we really had no idea where this podcast was going to go. Right. And then all of a sudden it evolved into really a safe space for every individual out there to have a platform to discuss what they believe in. Right. Like their worldview. Their worldview. And for us to just listen. And I think for everyone out there to just listen and take it with a grain of salt. And you don't have to agree with everything that everybody's saying, but it is nice to hear different perspectives. So today was a big day in history. It was. It really was. I feel like I have so much going on in my own life that like I I should have paid more attention and I was very checked out today. Yes, I I kind of agree. I had so many Zoom calls today for work that I couldn't even watch the inauguration. I have to cut that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And, you know, it's been crazy. This whole month, like 2021 came rearing in and we're 20 days into the new year. Yeah. And I'm still doing dry January. So I swear to God, I'm not drunk. (laughs) (laughs) I'm drinking tea and a protein shake. But I think that this whole year has just been kind of like explosive. And Dakota really did say that like a month or so ago when we spoke to her that this year would just get ready for like a lot of unrest. Yeah. Uneasiness. I mean, and I feel like that's exactly how I've been feeling. And I I see all these people online that have been like celebrating and they're like first female and whatever. And I'm like, that's amazing. And I should be excited. But like, I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop. I'm like, that's great. But we're still fucked. So I don't know why everybody's (laughs) drinking champagne because I just like I don't see this as like the start of brighter days. You know, I do know. I also know that I I, I know it's a really big moment in history. So like I'm 
I don't don't confuse my uh, kind of doom and gloom attitude about it today as me not understanding that this is a really big deal because I comprehend that. I'm just like not feeling the excitement. You're not the only one. I have seen so many people on Instagram today say, you know, it really hasn't set in that we have our first female vice president and our first black female vice president. The Obamas, they made history in that sense. But to have a female and to be black, I think is just amazing. And I think that it kind of sets a precedent for the future. We're hoping, you know, like it's not going to be frowned upon, hopefully. Hopefully everybody down south can get their fucking shit together. And oh, it's not just the Southerners, girl. Ugh, I know. I would love to say that. but Yeah, no. I mean, I, I think stereotypically it is, right? Mm-hmm. But... I think there's, like, shitty people all over the place. That's true. One of them could be my neighbor. I would never know. Could be. <laughs> no, but I, what, all I'm saying is that I just think it hasn't set in for a lot of people. And, you know, if we heed Dakota's advice, she could very well be our president in the next few months. So we'll see. Stay tuned. She, uh, is, she supposedly does have a very presidential chart. Yes. And I, I think... know, like, literally nothing about this woman. <laughs> I, like, did not... I was not engaged in the political race this time around. I just... No. I just wasn't. Checked out. Yeah, I mean, I've been checked out, I feel like, for most of 20... Like, 2020 was a year for me of, like, working on my own personal shit, and I really disengaged from worldly things. And I think part of that is just, like... The year started even before COVID for me. I was like, this is going to be a year that I I change my own life. And I just stopped caring about impacting the world. And then with COVID and the world kind of shutting down, I think a lot of people became more engaged with what's going on everywhere. And I kind of went the opposite direction. I was like, well, I can't do anything elsewhere. So I might as well take the time to focus on me. Um, which maybe that's like very ignorant and selfish in some ways. But. No, I don't. I think people may think it's selfish, but honestly, if you guys are anything like us, like Punch and I, we have so much going on in our lives that in order to show up and be the people we are every day, it's kind of almost imperative that we don't take in this negativity from the outside world. And like, I know people are going to hate on me for that and they're going to be like, well, you're also part of the problem that I'm not taking action and taking and doing all these things. But honestly, like my mental health is important to me and just sitting back and working on me and and staying strong and doing these things and having these convictions that I have meditating, meditating in the morning and trying to work out twice a day and eat healthy and excel in my job, you know honor my side hustles that I love yoga and podcasting and doing these things that make me happy and feeling and make me feel fulfilled I don't think that we should be made to feel like we're selfish or ignorant because of that like I think for me like talking about politics and religion with peers Mm. is very interesting but very broad like projections of political things like watching the news Mm -hmm. or like reading the newspaper not that there is anything wrong with doing those things like I know a lot of people like to gain information that way but I just don't find those things to be personally interesting no I agree with you so it's not that I don't think they're important I just don't like if I have the choice between 
meditating, taking a bath, and reading a book on self-improvement or watching CNN for hours. (laughs) (laughs) Looking up current events or like researching political candidates. Like I know that I'm supposed to have this duty to my country to do that in theory. But if I only have a couple hours of my day, like those aren't the things I find interesting. Same. I know I'm going to get a lot of flack for that. And people are going to be like that. You need to know. But I also don't pretend to be a keeper of all knowledge either. I don't spout it out. And honestly, I've heard you debate with our peers. Yeah. Fit like physically have been there. <laughs> <laughs> and you know enough to have a, a, a serious debate and a serious conversation with yeah, people. But I'm also aware enough to admit yes. when there are things that I don't know because I'm not informed about yes. those topics. And I, I never act like I, I'm more informed than I am. No. I don't think. No, you don't. And you also respect the other person's opinion. And I think that's where you and I because we're, we're so much alike, but also so different. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> there's a reason we're best friends. <laughs> and there's a reason that we can do this and not say the same things. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that where we do share that common ground, and we've said it a few times, is that we are open to other people's opinions and mm-hmm. views. And we appreciate what other people bring to the table. We don't necessarily have to agree with it. But, you know, it is nice to have someone else's point of view. So let's check in. Um, dry January or semi-dry January? How, how we doing? Well, I never really committed to a dry January. No, but I did. I know you did. I know you did. I I didn't. I don't commit to things I know I can't do. But <laughs> no, you said you wanted to drink one day a week. Yeah, I think one day a week is reasonable. This week I had two drinks, but I also had company in town and went out with a couple different friends, and so it's allowed. Yeah, and I I haven't drank since New Year's Eve. Or like that week. Oh, good. So I had two special dinners and then wanted to get a mimosa this morning and then was like, better check that shit. (laughs) You just went to the doctor's office and gained 10 pounds. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, since last time I went, which was like amidst the COVID, like when everything was truly shut down and no one knew when things would ever open again in the beginning, you know? And that Girl. was the last time I went, and I have gained 10 pounds back. I've gained weight, too. I had lost 10 pounds. I gained it back. It, I've been losing and gaining the same 20 pounds for a year and a half now. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I've been within the same 20-pound range, and I really fluctuate. But um, but we say it all the time. Yeah. Just do the best you can. But what about you? How's your dry January? Dry January has been a success for me. It's just been really dry. More edibles have been consumed this month (laughs) than anything, but that's okay. I'm down with the edibles. I will tell you, I am having much more vivid dreams since I have not been drinking this month, and I haven't really been smoking my marijuana because of my tooth, so I've just been doing edibles, and the other night, I did not sleep at all. I have never had an edible. What? (laughs) Yeah. Girl. No, I'm good. I love them. I know. I I don't even like the feeling of being high. And I've been told that when you take edibles that you, like, first of all, like you don't know how much to take. You can guess. But I just, I hate the feeling and I hear it lasts longer and it's like more intense in a different way. And like that is frightening to me. So I'm like, I'm good. I just feel like I float. My body is just relaxed. Yeah, but you know me. I'm like very no drugs. I know. You're so good. See, again, 
same but different. Yeah. Like, no judgment, but I, I just, I just, I think your dad tells you every day when you're growing up, don't have sex, don't do drugs, and don't drink. I did two of those three things, so I got to leave one out. I hope my dad never listens also, he, to this. like, instilled the fear of God in me, and it, it worked. Well, my dad did tell me that if he ever saw me smoking a cigarette that he would cut off my wrists. This is a direct quote. Wow. My dad told me that if I got piercings, that he would cut them off whatever body part other than my earrings. Um, and I did get an eyebrow piercing once, and he did remove that from my face. <laughs> this is hilarious. <laughs> because it was infected, but he still, like, it was like a rule. I'm not supposed to get I had piercing. to... I, I got my nose pierced when I was 16, mm-hmm. and... In order to get my nose pierced, I had to give my dad a list of 100 reasons why I thought it was a good idea. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And I did it. All 100. I've got none. <laughs> but I took that out. All the piercings I ever got besides my ears, I ended up taking out. Yeah, I feel like nose rings were really big, and I don't necessarily notice when people have them, but I always kind of felt like sometimes they look like boogers or is it? Yes, when they would come out, yes, agreed. And the real reason I took mine out is because every time I wiped my face in the morning with my uh, towel, it would get stuck on the towel and get pulled out, and I was just sick and tired of hurting myself every day. I said, fuck this, and I ripped it out. Bye. Kind of what we did to Don today. Donald Trump, that is. Bye. Oh, I was like, what'd you do to Don Juan that you didn't tell me about? Oh, fuck no. I'm actually very liberated from that situation. I have not talked to him. I have not heard from him. It feels wonderful. I feel great. I want to cheers with my tea. I haven't been drinking. I've gone out a few times, and I've turned down alcohol each time. It's been really hard. But I feel good. I feel better. I feel, you know, not as tired on the weekends where I would drink on like a Friday night and then not do anything Saturday or I would do half-ass things. Mm -hmm. Um, So I feel better in that regard. I'm going to try to hold off even in February. Maybe Valentine's Day I'll drink. I don't know how much much hot toddy likes it. Well, he doesn't have to do it. That's what I said to him. He, the other day, he's like, can I have... Because he was like, I'm going to do it with you. And I was like, cool. And then the other day, he texted me, and he was like... Um, and I know you're listening, Todd, but I don't care. So <laughs> he texted me, and he's like, can I drink tonight? And I was like, I don't care. If you want to be a quitter, go ahead. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, did he commit to dry January? Yeah. Oh, and then he asked you permission? Yeah, and I was well, like, I don't care. Paper, but like, that's, that's what I said. I was like, who am I to tell a quitter no? <laughs> They're your own goals. And, of course, I was just fucking with him. I don't really care what he does, you know? Right, right. So um, I think he might have had a few beers. But that's the thing. It's like you just have to be easy and kind to yourself. Right. Like I I actually I didn't decide dry January. I decided that I'm going to do no dairy for a while. Um, How are you doing with that? I 
broke it a little bit yesterday, but I knew I was going to have to because my favorite restaurant, it's like you can't eat pescatarian and no dairy there. There's literally, it's an Italian place. It's like it doesn't happen. <laughs> Everything's got butter. Yeah. And it's got like cheese or whatever. And so I tried to mostly like I had a little bit of the salad, which had a buttermilk dressing. And then I had the fish and olives and we got a couple other things. There was like a pasta. Mm. I also try not to eat a lot of bread or That's gluten. True. My diet's really hard right now because I cut out. I, I don't eat meat other than seafood. I don't usually eat pasta or breads, um, which also makes it hard. And now I'm not eating beans or legumes and I'm not eating dairy. So like it pretty much just leaves vegetables and seafood. And some starches and potatoes. And, yeah, and like potatoes and stuff. And like realistically, when you're going to a family style restaurant, that is not conducive no. for most other people. And I have always said, I'm not going to put my dietary restrictions on everybody else. So the only thing I put on people when we're doing that stuff is I eat pescatarian, like order what you want, but I have to get something pescatarian or vegetarian or whatever for me. And most of my friends respect that. Of course. They're your friends. So I didn't, I didn't like, I don't have a dairy allergy. So I was like, like, I can let this go. The point is to eat less, not to never eat cheese again. Yes. But like to not buy it and purposely not order it most of the time. So I let myself have that because it's my favorite restaurant. And I feel like that's, that's the whole goal, right? Yes. And this is life. And we say this all the time, like do what you want. Like it's not, and you also like have to be kind to yourself about it. Like you can't beat yourself up about it. Sometimes when I go out to restaurants, I'm like, give me the shrimp taco. Honestly, I've been vegan for years. And then Don, Don Juan, Juan got you into seafood again. Yeah. he. So Don Juan's mom's boyfriend, he does this rainbow trout. He catches them in the lakes here. Mm-hmm. So they're all fresh water rainbow trout. And it's like all healthy. And I know where they're coming from. I know they're not, you know, farm fed, whatever, blah, blah. So... I started eating that maybe like once a month with Don and company and then it turned into sometimes when I go out I'll have like a shrimp taco right or a shrimp sushi but that's it and I haven't had raw fish and I did have lobster on Christmas and it was freaking delicious I love lobster but that's it I will only have it very rarely and you know people it's like hard because I don't eat meat for a lot of reasons for the environmental impacts I don't do it because they are sentient beings and most of these animals that we slaughter very early in their lives are smarter than three-year-old toddlers you know people don't realize that like they know what's going on they live this life in anxiety and it just like carries through and then like you it's like a bad transfer of energy yes yes like if you believe in transfer of energy and everything like that like you're just consuming that negativity and that anxiety and that that torture so and no no judgment on anyone who does eat meat i i have tons of friends who who do but like fish i don't eat them because of the um Mercury? The mercury, the plastic, as well as it's killing our oceans. It's killing the ecosystem in the oceans. And when we have these mass fishing boats that go out and they drudge the bottom of the the ocean, they're killing all these coral reefs. Mm -hmm. It's just like, you know, once the oceans die, we're dead. And people don't realize that. Like, the oceans control our weather. They control Mm -hmm. everything. Well, I just kind of wish that people, everyone, so two things. Yeah. This information is hidden. Steve Prouse 
from our Mormon friend was telling me the other day that he was looking. I challenged him to be pescatarian for. A month. Oh yes, how is he, he doing? He's doing phenomenally. Awesome. He's admitted that he's thought about cheating a few times, once with wings at the airport. And I was like, if you're gonna cheat, at least like do a good job. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, have a fillet. Right. Right. Exactly. Like have something good. I mean, I love chicken wings. Don't get me wrong. I'm not at an airport. Was unless never a you're in wing, Buffalo, girl. but like you're not. Well, you're in, but Steve he brought up. Um, an article that he was looking at that was saying like the healthiest diets and first is Mediterranean and Mm -hmm. then is flexitarian. And I wish that like, first of all, for people's health, that more people would eat like this. Flexitarian. Yes. Um, Pescatarian or flexitarian. I think that I don't really have issues with people eating meat. I, I don't, but the problem is on the level and the scale that we eat meat and consume it. Like, first of all, I feel like crap when I eat too much meat. That that's the reason I gave it up. It was not spiritual for me at all. Mm-hmm. But I acknowledge that it's not like really great for any part of society to eat and consume as much meat as Americans and you know they're starting to do it in other countries as well. It's like not the best for your body. We were not. If we did not evolve to eat meat the way that we are and I wish more people ate a more plant-based diet but not because I want them to give up meat but because I actually just think it's better for the world well and if, for your own health yeah yeah it's better for your health it's better for the earth we fish less we slaughter less yeah 70% of the food that we grow in this it's country for animals. is for animals Ugh. Don't, we can talk about this for the entire it's episode. It's crazy. <laughs> we grow most of the... If we stopped growing that food for animals, we could feed the fucking world. Like two times over. Yeah. But nobody realizes that. And everyone's like, oh, soy is it's killing the, the forest, the deforestation. And I'm like, well, like 90% of that soy that we're growing in the rainforest is for the cows. Right. Oh, my God. I can't. So, and then people are like, you I don't want to consume. Boobs, eat some yeah. beef. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and again, no judgment. It's it's more or less. I think what Punch and I are saying is we're just frustrated that society like has evolved into what it has, and that there's not more information being circulated out there about these things. Well, it's all like propaganda, right? Oh yeah. Like, I mean, you don't see people. I mean, think about it, you guys. Like, just just think back to, like, when you learned about propaganda in, like, 7th or 8th grade or whatever grade it was for you in your history class. And they talk about, like, all this messaging that you get from the government or whoever the fuck is sending out the messages. Do you ever see ads on your TV for apples? Do you ever see ads on your TV for carrots? I don't. don't. Maybe a little bit is starting to creep in now, finally. Sure, for, like, fresh markets and things, like, farm-to-table stuff. But... (gasps) Very rarely. I see things for fast food all the time. But you know what? You know what has ads? The dairy industry. Oh, my God. The meatpacking industries. Go off. I mean, I'm just saying, like, (laughs) like when you just take... I'm not saying it's like a conspiracy, right? I'm not that kind of... Like, well, maybe. But, <laughs> but I'm just saying. No, it's but they're all in bed about. together. Right. They are. The it's, FDA, right. big, the big pharma, right. the food, the fa- right. processing. Like, I'm not saying, like, go down a rabbit hole. I'm just saying, yeah. do some critical thinking. Yes. You know? Yes. Like, just... Like, do some research. Right. Some real research. Look to see who sponsors these. Like, like the Susan G. Komen Breast Foundation. This really gets my blood boiling. I have no idea what you're talking about. The fact that the dairy industry, Yo Play, is like her biggest sponsor. Who? Who? 
Susan G. Komen, the Breast Research Foundation. I don't know what that is. You don't know what that is? No, we had the Wendy Logan Breast Research Clinic in my hometown, and she's like a head radiologist, and she does not. Well, Susan G. Komen is like, it's like the biggest breast research foundation out there. And I can tell you right now that one of the major things that research, I mean, like real science people, I'm not just saying this, but real science leads to say that like dairy is a big factor in breast cancer. Here they are supporting the Breast Cancer Research Foundation. Like, it's just like... Well, I mean, to me, that's just like how tobacco companies... And they're like, eat a nice hearty dairy diet. Eat this diet full of dairy. It's good. And it's just feeding it. So much sugar. Oh, I can't. (laughs) (laughs) I literally, we could talk about this forever, which was not the goal of this episode. No, but I feel like we always end up talking about food and boys. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, we were talking about Steve and being pescatarian and just how. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just that article. Yeah. I think it's really interesting. Look it up, you guys. Do your own research. Yeah. Just be your own advocate. What other questions do you have on this list, Allo? So I was just thinking about things that we could talk to today, talk about today. Like, could you ever be friends with an ex? something I've been thinking about, something I've been pondering, and I have two opinions on this, but I'm going to let you go first. I think I do have friendships with a lot of my exes. Same. Kind of. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Or like, uh, I don't actually, I don't know if like real exes I have really close friendships with. I mean, obviously I'm business partners with Ted for now. You know, our relationship's very up and down. I don't even know if I'd describe it as a friendship right now. I have no idea what it is. But, like, Moses and I, who, you know, my not boyfriend. Your man who isn't your man. He would say we never dated, so. (laughs) But he and I are phenomenal friends. And actually, I'm getting Steve to help him with a project. Nice. I'm getting Moses to help Steve with a project up in Greeley, which is exciting. That was probably too much information, but we're not going to cut that because none of them will ever listen and don't care. But, um, well, Steve might listen. Oh, Steve will listen. Steve listens every week. We love you, Steve and yeah. Todd, our you biggest fans. <laughs> um, and then I think like casual, like casual relationships I was in or people that I like wanted to date and it just like didn't really pan out or we'd like dated very briefly. I tend to have good friendships with but people that I dated for a long time. We are cordial and friendly, but we are not friends. Okay. But I I, I like it. I mean, I feel like I've grown and moved so far from where I was the past decade in these relationships that like like I'm friendly with Mick mm-hmm. but we he lives on the other side of the country yeah and we had a fallout first so it's like we get along but we're not like BFFs yeah and then I stopped dating Eric because we had nothing to talk about so it's like why would we have came t- we literally it was like pulling out hair to try and have a conversation so like why would we stay friends like we had nothing to yeah. talk about when we were together it's just done right just that one of those relationships that flaws, there was falls literally flat nothing wrong with him we just yeah. realized that when i have nothing to say nothing got said well and like don't you like you like just like what you just said like there was nothing wrong with him like the the relationship always ends because one person 
isn't feeling it. Like I've ended relationships where I'm just like, I'm just not feeling it. Like I'm just not into you. You know what I mean? And and then like when that happens to us, why is it that we get so bent out of shape? Because you're the one feeling it. I guess. And it's just like such a blow to your ego. But like you have to remember, have you ever dumped someone and it's because it's just they're just not your cup of tea you like tea but not this particular type of tea you want a different type of tea so you're just gonna be like i'm sorry yeah i feel like the ones that are are hurtful for me is when you like both clearly want like what i was just in right when you both wanted it to work out and it's just not working out and like nobody's well i shouldn't say nobody's doing anything wrong because i think that's not my true. ex and I both believe that the other person is doing something wrong, but like that's the problem. Two right? sides to every story, want, and then there's the truth. Right, but you want you want it to work out, mm-hmm. and it just isn't. And there's nothing you can do about that. Mm-mm. I don't want this whole episode to be about breakups, though. No, we're not talking yeah. about that. I just think we were just talking about can you be friends, and I think that for me, you know, because it's been on my mind clearly. Mm-hmm. I know Don Juan wants to have a friendship with me and I've said no repeatedly for months. I think that's smart. Yeah. But I was thinking about it the other day and I'm like, I think I might be getting to that point where I would probably be okay if I saw him casually or, you know, like I was so nervous. I went to our good friend Akira's going away party and I was just so nervous that he was going to be there. And then like I let it pass And then I was like, I don't care if he is there. I'll just like say hello cordially and like walk away. And I think there's that type of friendship where it's just like a a respectful thing. It's like you can Mm -hmm. be cordial. And then there's a friendship like I had a friendship with my ex from college. I mean, technically, we're still friends. We never not. I mean, we don't talk all the time, but we talk like once or twice a year. Mm -hmm. And I actually ran into him in London in 2019 when I was there which is crazy and we got drunk together and had such a good time and like we we went through some shit in college I think that those types of relationships where you do have this kind of like what you were just saying you have this love for one another this affinity but like you know because you know no offense but he couldn't keep it in his pants that that's not going to work out for you yeah I think in in any relationship that had good bones right mm-hmm. you develop a closeness and even once time has passed you can't unshare that closeness or what you went through together right so honestly i think that's what makes breakup so painful yeah you know but i think that's what I makes you're right makes friendships possible because you learn to have this love and respect for another person and if you can get past the part that hurt you then I think you can have a friendship a friendship and not think with your ego yeah it's the hardest part you really have to be healed and moved on yeah yes <laughs> it's a it's, and a, it's a mature thing sometimes you never thing. do heal or move on yeah right agreed what do you guys think let us know we'll put a we'll pull a poll question up next uh time we release this yeah, which will be, be in a few weeks <laughs> yeah i'm curious to see what everyone would say and i guess this kind of fades into it too i was saying um you know have you ever been blindsided have have you ever been broken up with out of nowhere has that ever happened to you um n- no not really 
I don't think so. Let me think. <laughs> not since not like a real relationship. Okay. Um, I think I blindsided a few people. A few people, but same. But I don't know that I've been blindsided. I think that I'm such a nervous person and so like intuitive mm-hmm. that even if I were to sit there and be like, I didn't see this coming. Like I felt it coming though. Yes. I don't think I've ever been truly blindsided where I was like, everything's perfect and I'm blissfully happy. And then somebody came out of nowhere and was like, I I don't want to be with you. And I was like truly shocked. Agreed. That has never happened to me. I agree with you. In high school there, I did date one guy for like a month, Steve Whittemore. (laughs) <laughs> I and love that you just say his name. He's never going to listen to this. You never know. Yeah, I do. <laughs> when we're on the Ellen show, like, giving an interview, <laughs> he might want to listen. <laughs> He'll be flattered that I remember his last name. Um, but Steve Whittemore, he was a, in a band. He was, like, a guitar player and a lead singer, and he was, like, very popular. And I just really was, like, all about Steve, all about him. And... uh I think there's a movie called All About Steve. Probably. And Sarah Jessica Parker. <laughs> I think you're right. Um, but I was like so, so, so into him. And then I was going to California for like two weeks. And he was like wanting to hang out with his friends. And I was trying to say goodbye. And he was like just being, you know, a 10th grade boy. Like just. <laughs> like leave me alone. Yeah. Like just hanging with his friends. Didn't want to talk to me. And I left. And then when I was on my vacation, he broke up with me over the phone. Oh, my God. But th- that would be the closest. Okay. The closest blindsiding. I don't know if I've ever been blindsided, really, because kind of what you said, you always feel it. I guess the most blindsiding one was my most recent ex, who I was dating for a while. But I felt it. I felt it come out. You know what I mean? Like, it was like this gut feeling. We can call him uh, Panda. We'll just call him Panda. Panda, panda, panda. <laughs> <laughs> but that was my most recent, I guess. Um, you know, like he he came up to my house. I think I said this in the first episode. He came up to my house, drove an hour and like broke up with me. And we were like getting ready to go. I was about to take him to like one of my favorite places on earth, which is it's this beautiful garden in Millbrook. It's called Innisfree. It's gorgeous. I'm so happy I didn't share that special place with him. He literally drove an hour came into my room was like you ready to go and I was like something's wrong with you what's wrong I can feel it and he's and he's like I he's like I don't want to get married or have babies so I have to break up with you and that was like probably the most devastating day I guess that might have been a blind side yeah I mean he had had he told you before that he didn't want babies or to get married on our first date I said to him during the the date, I said, if you don't want to get married or have kids, like, let's just let this be like the most awesome night because I don't want you to ask me on a second date. And then he didn't say anything. And then he walked me to my car and kissed me goodnight and said, when can I take you out again? So in my mind, I'm like, oh, sweet, red light or um, green light. light. (laughs) Like we're golden. And then, like, a few months later, I was at his house, and his grandmother came over, and he introduced me. His grandmother's uh, Portuguese, so he introduces me as uh, Sunovia, which is girlfriend. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess I'm your girlfriend. Because I was just like, let's just, like, see where this goes, you know? Like, mm-hmm. was, like, very nonchalant about it, which I bet a lot of us are. I, you know, a ton of us girls are afraid to 
ask the question, what are we? Um, are you my boyfriend? But anyway, long story short, um, he brought it up like so then we started like we were officially boyfriend girlfriend and then like a few months later he brought it up and then like a month after he brought it up he was like that's when he broke up with me but it sucked it hurt it was probably one of the worst ones usually I'm the one that breaks up with people so this was a big blow to my ego (laughs) (laughs) This is not an issue that I have. (laughs) Oh, girl. I don't know. How do you feel about the dating apps? You want to get back on them? No. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of... Terrible. Agreed. I'm in a place right now where I'm trying to work on myself anyway. And I was on the apps for a little bit after Ted and I broke up. And I went on some dates with nice guys that I wasn't that interested in. And... I've literally never had a dating app date end up in a relationship. I've just gone on a few dates with people and um, I'm not really looking for casual. Like the dating apps aren't for me right now because I'm not Mm -mm. looking for casual, but I'm also not looking to be in a serious relationship. I'm not trying to find my person. I'm living my life. So they're really not for me because I don't do casual well. Who does really? I'm kind of seeing someone a little bit. Yeah. This is good. This is true. Yeah. So I'm not like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not necessarily in a relationship, but I'm like not, not on the market either. Like it's somewhere in the middle. Cause I'm like, I'm not putting myself on the market. Yeah. And that's a choice. That is a choice. I think it's a good choice. Yeah, I'm choosing not to put myself on the market. I like that choice. What about you? Dating apps? Yes or no? Um, well, when I wasn't single or when I was single, Oh, right, because you're in a relationship. (laughs) I know. I keep fucking that up. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 no. Not the relationship, just the was, wasn't, whatever. Anyway, when I was single, there we go, I was on Bumble, Hinge. I met some fucking weirdos, man. Uh, 2020 was the year of dating for Aloe. Uh, I moved to Colorado and dated, like, many people. And some of them were better than others. And um, I'm still friends with one of them, which is nice. But anyway, yeah. So my whole point is um, that, yes, I went on many dates from these dating apps. And I also met three people through friends last year. The same one person. Ted. Yeah. So thank you, Ted. Thank you for... Not being completely useless. Yeah, no. Ted. Ted's family, but he's also a pain in the ass and whatever. Love you, Ted. But um, <laughs> love you, Ted, with a serving of eye roll. That's hysterical. And a head nod. <laughs> Let's be honest. If anyone in the closet loves Ted, it's me. Uh, no, and I love Ted too. Anyway, enough about Ted. All I'm all I'm saying is, all I'm saying is that when you run into an ex, sometimes you're happy about it. Sometimes you're not. And it was an okay run in. 2020 was the year, man. The year of dating. Just like you said earlier, the year of self-discovery in a way. Yeah. And I discovered I like to date. Fucking hate dating, man. I used to be really good at it. I used to be a serial 
date her. Oh my god. There was a, a few months, like two or three years ago, like every night, different date, different guy. I had like three outfits I wore on rotation at nighttime because I was like first date outfit ready. It oh my was god. Great. Well, okay, we since we're just gonna get that confidence back for the year, both of us. And just have this like this Shira power. We have a we have a female vice president. Like, hello. We're just gonna get all the feminine en- energy going and get rid of all the negativity. So Aloe is shuffling the cards and she is asking what the collective needs for this week ten of for the punch for the punch for the love of punch and aloe. Neither one of us can talk today. All right, everyone. I'm using, first I'm going to tell you, I'm using Eternal Crystals Oracle Cards by Jade Sky. Ooh, wow. So, for this week, I pulled Obsidian Protection, Root Chakra. Obsidian is a very protective crystal. It has appeared for you today to provide you with a grounded, protective energy. Obsidian also reminds you of the importance of psychic protection as well. It is very important that you feel protected on all levels. To psychically protect yourself, imagine you are surrounded by a very strong bubble of golden light. Oh my goodness. Natalia does this with me all the time. I do this too. And I did this during my yoga class last night because I was around some bad energy. Someone next to me had some some kind of funk on them. So the color gold is used to keep your energy strong and it is extra resilient to lower energies. To keep yourself physically protected when you are by yourself, take note of your surroundings. Always pay attention to any feelings or warnings that you may receive. If you have a bad feeling about going to a particular place, event, or area, notice and acknowledge that feeling. Perhaps you can be extra cautious if you do go, or if you go with someone else, or even reschedule if that is a possibility. To protect yourself spiritually, surround yourself with as many positive people as you can. If there is someone who is quite draining or negative in your life, protect yourself with a gold bubble before you go near their energy. Oof. I do that too. Hello's like, I did that before Punch came over today. <laughs> no, I did that. <laughs> she said it, not me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I wouldn't blame you. I've I'm been difficult kidding. lately. You have not been difficult. Last sentence. Uh-huh. Obsidian is associated with the root chakra. It helps remove negativity and restore your energy. So y'all... Go out, surround yourself, do some meditations. Natalia, this this wonderful woman that Punch and I sometimes work with, um, she always says to inhale, breathe in through your nose, and as you're breathing in, to just imagine this golden light flooding your body. And then as you breathe out, have it surround you in a bubble. So you're going to breathe in. Picture the golden light flooding in, filling every piece of you. And then as you exhale, imagine it surrounding you. And you can just repeat that a few times. And literally, you'll just feel your chakras start to open up. And you'll start to feel this kind of lightness. So I guess this is a good way to end. We have some really interesting people coming on. We're going to have an episode on polyamory. Um, We're going to talk to a woman that's worked on an oil rig. As the only woman. We're going to have on my friend Chelsea, who runs a podcast and also has a very interesting life story. I love that. 
Mm-hmm. We're going to have one of my friends on who is a marketing sorry, psychologist, essentially. She's going to make our website, so stay tuned. We're going to try and have my friend Greg on. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know yet. He'll probably find out listening to this episode that that's how <laughs> he's going to be on, um, which would make me really happy. So if you'd be down to talk about your experience, give us Volunteer a shout. Volunteer as tribute, please. If you feel like, you know, taking... 50 seconds out of your day to rate review and subscribe we would and share we would appreciate you even more that's for sure and i guess we never really say where you can find us you can find us um on instagram at for the love of punch and aloe you can email us too at the love of punch and aloe at gmail.com yes and um i actually so it's so funny my mom is like how do i share (laughs) what does that mean (laughs) and so like if you want to just like make a post on your instagram story or even in your feed but like to be a story makes more sense take a screenshot of our sewed while you're listening or share one of our posts in your story and you just tag us in your story at for the love of punch and aloe you can do it on facebook or you can do it on your instagram any of your social media and then when we say rate review and subscribe that is for your platform that you're listening on so if you're on spotify you can subscribe but i don't think you can rate a review on spotify can you i don't think so but um on apple podcasts if you have an apple phone or device that you listen from you can go into their podcast app and listen to us there or if you want to listen to us on spotify it doesn't matter but if you want to rate and review you do that on apple podcasts it'll go to our sods and you scroll down and then it gives you like you can do one through five stars if you're going to do one star fuck off um yes please just skip it just skip it (laughs) yeah um (laughs) give us a star rating and then write a review yes um on there and we also want to know who the hell Stalker155 is. Yeah. We love your review. Thank you. We love you. But come forward. I want to know. Yeah, I don't want a stalker. I want to know whose screen name that is. <laughs> or moniker. I guess they're called monikers now or handles. What? Yeah. I live under a rock. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. Thanks so much for tuning in for this week. Episode 10 for the love of Punchinello. We'll see you next week. Love you guys.